There's an urban legend that's been around since I was a kid. In a moment of panic, a mother lifts up an entire car to save her child trapped underneath. It's a great story, but is this actually possible? Well, today we'll tackle that question from a scientist's perspective. So, can a mother actually lift a car? Of course she can. Women are amazing. In fact, we have significant evidence that women can do anything. So it follows that they can lift cars. Consider this. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. journey and how it has changed me. Um, when I found out that we did absolutely 100% not live on a spinning ball, I felt something involuntarily shift inside my consciousness and I have begun to live my life in a different way. I have begun to experience every day in a completely different way than I would have previous. Um, it's it's a little hard to put into words, but those of you who have uh, been down this path, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That flat earth has just made me get my shit together, made me want to get more of my shit together. Um, thinking about up being up and down being down and that science is now in all of our hands. These things make me excited to live life because before you were even old enough to go out and explore you were told there's nothing left to explore you were told there's nothing left to to do that we, we know what all of the elements are we know where we are we know we're on earth we know we know what galaxy we're in we know all these things there's nothing left for you to do so sit the hell down and shut the fuck up and read your stupid fucking science book and eat your stupid gmo lunch and sit there with your cross-eyed and your drooled lips because you're shot up with your vaccines and think every night before you go to bed that you are spinning on a ball. No, it undoubtedly changed me. And it took away so much fear. We lived in so much fear. All of the fear mongering. And we need, we need them. We need, oh my god, I hope somebody's looking up into the sky tonight to make sure that an asteroid isn't on its way here to crash into my house. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for the terms, for the statement, for the joke. We got you by the balls. They got us by the balls! So long as you think you live on a ball, they got you by the balls. So long as you think you live in a solar system and there's just shit flying around and you're gonna die any minute and you're flying around and it's just scary, they got you by the balls. This has been one of the hardest journeys I've ever been on. By the water's edge, the current running swift. She sat down for a minute, trying to catch her breath. And she said, why am I so alone? Why are we all so alone? 
floods came and divided us long ago. Nobody knew how to swim, stranded on islands of their own. She said, I will no longer cling to this shore of isolation anymore. She just jumped on in the current, pulled and twisted, knocked on rocks and flipped and lifted. Rolling through the rapids, feel like drowning, head is pounding, lights surrounding, starting to float, starting to float. Drifting with the current, learning not to control. There's no way out, but there's a way in. There's no way out, but there's a way in. With the shores of her homeland drifting out of sight She had never seen the constellations burning so bright New islands coming up over the horizon Find surprisingly not frightening Heart and mind filled with excitement Spirits rising, spirits rising All of the people rushed down to the shore And they said, who is this child Who's not afraid anymore? Oh, please come teach us, come and save us Free us from all that enslaves us Show us how you learned to do this Please, oh master, help us through this Oh, she just smiled and she said, my friend Savior, I would not try to pretend that this is some kind of miracle, but I know where to begin. You just got to jump in. You just got to jump in. There's no way out, but there's a way in. There's no way out, but there's a way inside. And sometimes you'll find yourself adrift. And sometimes you'll be adrift and find yourself Cause you're it I can be the only person who feels that they're fully capable of believing that Earth is planar and stationary and simultaneously don't believe that we need to go around something in the Bible. I can smell people a million miles away. And whenever I talk about how much visual religion is, I, I lose I lose subscribers, but I, apparently I'm only losing the ones that are half retarded and aren't paying attention because I have from day one stated I'm a non-religious flat earther. It's not that crazy. It happens a lot. I have a lot of people that follow me that are re that are not religious that are flat earth. It's not it's not unheard of.
Christians do not own flat earth. Nobody owns flat earth. Like, sure, Jews own the ball, but nobody owns flat earth. And the reason that I'm not religious and that I am flat earth is because I've been scientific. I've been, I've been scientific for my whole life. I've always loved science. Even when I was involved in religions, I was still really in, involved in science. And not just, not just TV science either, but like my own, my own experiments, my own, my own, what do I want to say? My own usage of the scientific method. Um, people that are religious, that are also flat earthers, I don't know if they're really interested in science because they've been, you know, told, you know, now that, you know, science has been lying to them. And yeah, it doesn't matter how many times science has lied to you, uh, the scientific method is still the only thing that we have. The scientific method is the only way that anybody can go about getting any kind of results or knowledge in their daily life. And if you're not applying the scientific method in your daily life, you fail, and you, I don't know what else there is to say about it. It's not impossible to be scientific as well as flat earth. I, um, <laughs> I love flat earth. And I love flat earth because I am scientific, not because I am religious. I don't believe I'm a product of apes, you know? I mean, that science is visual, but I also don't believe that I am an ancestral product of a man and a woman created in a garden named Adam and Eve. I don't, I don't believe that ish. And if uh, it bothers you that I don't believe that ish, I'm not forcing you to watch my videos. I'm not forcing you to be here. You can totally unsubscribe. Um, I'm, I'm never going to to yell at people for what they choose to believe. I mean, if you are religious and you follow me, that's cool. I, I actually have linked to a lot of videos that have religious stuff in them, and it's because the content is good. Um, I can overlook and tolerate the religious aspect of it, and I I don't find that it's like a deal breaker. Um, I don't hate people that are religious. I don't. I don't. I don't. I truly. I. If you're a Christian, I don't. I don't hate you because of that. That's totally cool. I used to be one too, and I can understand where you're coming from. I can, but you can understand where I'm coming from, and that is that I have grown up, and I have decided to use my own brain, and my own brain tells me that not only is .govish, but so is the Bible. And by Bible, we're going to use Jazz's terms as Bible. Keep your eyes peeled, churchies. <laughs> Ultra magnetic. When spoken word is done right, it's the most transcendental art form. I've been said it. Feel like I need to write rings around things I already wrote and they still call me big headed. Indebted to every lyric embedded in my spirit. I spit it till they swear it's like medicine to hear it. But do they really hear it? Somewhere out there, I believe there's entire lakes of bromonade and high fructose corn syrup.
You can train fish to eat corn. You can train people to trade spirits until they slow down, drop, wiggle with it, preoccupied by earth suits, shiny minerals, and drop coops. They need to know who's sex and who. They need to know who got loot. Like, the rich can never control whoever they give money to. Like, the media can never control whoever they give play to. Like, public opinion can never control whoever the masses pray to. And when the world is this cold, those who still love love are the faithful. The degree to which you give is the degree to which you live. And as we know, there's some people so far from rich that the only thing they have is money. It's funny how time flies when you're willing to hide your third eye and never go outside without your state-approved disguise. They say, a word to the wise is sufficient. So how about omnipotent, omniscient, or omnipresent? But then again, how many words would it take to suffice for the irreverent? Like that college student told that reverend, don't pray in my school and I won't think in your church. And I'm considered confused because I refuse to subsist within a paradigm in which God only exists within the framework that Constantine terrorized the world with. And I praise God for every thought that I'm worth. And I pray for all those who had it so hard. You feel unwelcome on earth. And please know, ain't now trial or tribulation that can halt your rebirth. And if you got problems to fix, you should probably get with them because it probably won't be too much time for problem fixing once you leave earth. And how unaware are the blessed that they would allow their development to be arrested, that they would allow the irrelevant and oppressive to come into their life and steal their light. And I share these words because I feel there might be something that wants to reach you. You know, a part of that spirit that often speaks through vessels such as myself, unenamored by fame and wealth, and this world with so much pain is dealt, we see more. We see potential. We be that bridge from what you've been through to what it is you're trying to get into. So forget your poison, boys and girls. This is life without crutches. Probably one of the reasons most people don't want to follow with spoken word in the first place. This ain't money, holes, and clothes. This is life lessons on gracefully growing old. The truth's been being sold. But first you have to let go of all those lying lenses you've been told because the only way to behold is to have faith in the soul and the mind that God gave you. Hey everybody, it's Daphne, and welcome back to another episode of my personal Flat Earth experience. This is part 73? Part 73? Yes, this is part 73. Solar system. And I just wanted to talk today with you about the, the play on words that is the solar system. And how... How if we just, you know, for a moment, take this combination of words here and run it through our program... Like I always say, just run that through your program. Um, I don't know. I guess there's... It's hard for me to say. Like, something happens in my thymus. I normally would have thought it was my heart, but thanks to little bird, we now know it's my thymus. When I saw this combination here of words... It did, it did, my thymus did a little dance. It did, it did a little dance. It was like, <gasps> that's it. It was a trap the whole time. It was to lure your soul in. I've been thinking about this ever since. I really have been. Like, this little word combination here has just been absolutely on my mind. Listen to the words of the first tongue, more time out here in your comfort to the place, don't go me lyrical tongue. I'll curse them, watch this! Fire! 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 Fire
lied to? Why would, why would anybody lie about this? And the answer is simple, money. Um, basically, when it comes to business, when people get lied to, that's when profits can be maximized. If we say that water is in short supply, then the price of water can go up. If we say that oil is in short supply, then oil can go up. If we say that uh, a cataclysmic event could happen at any minute, then we got to pay our taxes to NASA. And I heard recently, I don't know if this is true or not, somebody can do a little fact checking for me, but I heard that they get... 50 million dollars a day. Now, they get it because of this. They get it because of the uh, the threat of doomsday. They get it because the threat of uh, impending alien attack. That They get it because of all the things that we're afraid of and all of our ignorance. They get 50 million dollars a day, or maybe even more, because we need them to tell us if there's something headed toward us. Um, if we're flying through space and gamma radiation could be on its way here any minute, um, an asteroid could be on its way here any minute, we need them. We need them to help us figure that out, navigate it, and deter, deter that cataclysm from happening. And so it creates a huge method of making money. And if they can show us pictures of our, of, of our, of our Earth, if they can show us pictures of where we live, then you know, they're, they're doing something for us that we couldn't do for ourselves, and it's, it puts them in the, the power position, it puts them in the know, they know more than we do, and that means that we would always have to bow down to them and, and need them. get treatment that gives them more cancer. I think this is something that a lot of doctors don't tell their patients and it's something that a lot of regular people don't know. They just, the average person just doesn't know the real side effects of chemotherapy. Um, doctors should be legally responsible for telling patients that a side, of chemo, a side effect of chemo is cancer. Cancer 
moving to a different spot known as metastasizing, uh, cancer coming back in the same location, even worse. Cancer's coming back. If, you, if you're lucky enough to survive chemotherapy, and that's all you would be lucky enough to do is survive it because it doesn't get anybody well. Anybody who thinks chemo sa saved their life, no. You would have survived anyway and you were lucky enough to have survived chemo and cancer comes back. So the side effects include the return of cancer, the spread of cancer, extreme weakness and nausea, hair loss, sickness, depression, uh, more cancer, and possibly quite a lot of debt. <laughs> follow her piss me off even more and in fact I'd like to talk about why people mindlessly follow her and in, and in fact all of the things that she promotes are downright disgusting and evil and I can't believe people follow her at all for example I watched this documentary on Beyonce which was actually supposed to paint her in a very flattering light and what was the flattering light in which they painted her Oh yeah, she's gonna go to Beyonce. She's gonna go to Africa, and the cameras are gonna follow Beyonce there, and she's going to administer vaccinations. Yeah, that's right. So not only is she the face or one of the faces of Pepsi. Yeah, you need to drink your high fructose corn syrup. Give that high fructose corn syrup to your kids. But she's also promoting vaccines. So not only does she think that you and your kids should be consuming high fructose corn syrup and destroying your organ function, she also thinks that you should be shooting your kids up with vaccines. That doesn't change the fact and it doesn't, uh, you know, improve it at all. The fact that she's a, a stage twerking whore who wants everybody to think that she's this wonderful person and, and she would never do anything dirty. And then she shakes her ass in fishnets. Like, there are celebrities out there who are holding up signs for Satan because they have to, because that's part of the business. But then there's Beyonce, who's just gobbling down his dick faster than anything because she is, like, married to him. She is, like, Lucifer or Frenchie or whatever you want to call him's maid. And she's like, can I, like, is, is it Pepsi I could... 
Is it Pepsi I could do for you this time, sir? Is it Pepsi or vaccines? Oh, is it twerking? Oh, how about the slave labor that she has for her products? Yeah, let's not even get into the hypocrisy there. Or what about the billion-dollar industry of fake, disgusting hair she sews into her head and promotes to an impoverished people? And impoverished people, she says, that she represents, understands, and would like to defend. Well, Beyonce, if you want to defend them, take off your fake, stinky ass hair hat and shut the f One of those things that you just sort of think, dang. to you about alcohol and alcoholism and how I feel that it is quite possibly the hardest drug that people do. I'm tying this in with Flat Earth because there's so many connections and I think that I think it's time that this this was brought to the attention of the public. I recently did a video about alcohol and alcoholism and how alcoholics suck at life. And having had an alcoholic parent myself, I have some first-hand experience with them. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, <laughs> sometimes in my videos I would uh, sip sangria because I, I just like the same, this, kind of the same reason I, I drink the green water. It's, it's pretty, it's on the camera, it looks good. Um, Obviously, the green water is healthier. And since I've had these revelations about alcohol that you can watch in my previous video about alcohol, definitely watch it. It's a really good video. Um, I think that alcohol is very, very toxic, very, very poisonous, much more so than we really understand. Um, and I'm not going to be consuming it even in the tiniest quantities. I'm not even going to be sipping it for my videos, in my videos, for the, the appearance of it. I've decided to take my wine glasses and turn them into uh, convenient pen holders and makeup holders and things like that. But I will not be buying any more wine. Um, I was actually getting into making wine. I'm not going to be pursuing that anymore. I'm, I'm done with it. And you can give me all these excuses that you want, like, Jesus drank wine? Yeah, you might want to look into that Jewish conspiracy, would you? Because it is one. And alcohol is being used to make us so stupid. 
and I've, I've had these realizations recently because of um, a friend of mine who was recently hospitalized because of alcohol. And I went over to his house to check on him after he got out of the hospital, three weeks in a coma. And he's drinking again. And I just can't help but connect it to Flat Earth because he's such a smart person. And I, I really love him dearly, and, and so does my husband. He's a good friend of ours. And I, we just, we wish he were able to be reached. Because if he were, then, you know, we could share our channel with him. And we could share Flat Earth with him. We could talk to him about his experiences, but he's not, he's not there. And then it hit me. There's a ton of people I could reach about Flat Earth if they weren't drunk! I don't know if Licker is my friend, so I certainly can't tell you if it's yours. And all most people know about me is getting on stage and doing poems to oohs and ohs, and they see me selling product afterwards, but have no idea how much hell the buying costs. And they're thinking that I'm fortunate, but don't realize that, like a prison, I spend most of my life just staring at walls. And they love to see my name mangled and slowly drug across floors. And they don't talk to me, they talk about me. They think I'm getting over, so they try to out me. They ain't even half clear on half the things I pioneered, and so they endeavor to doubt me. And I work in a cobweb filled nocturne full of rusty screeching machines to churn my pain into gain for the listeners. And I pace a giant muddy floor with hints of pish and blood. And God only knows how many levels above. Poets get jealous because of what my gift does. They're oblivious to my suffering and thus they're just upset that I get love. And I return to my nocturne back to the churning machines and grip the neck of a fifth of whiskey in my fist as I pace in betwixt and between. And contrary to what aspiring poets believe, Licker never helped me write anything, and Sesame never helped Bob Marley write a song, and Skag never helped Charlie Park or Billie Holiday steep the magic strong, and Free Bass never helped Marvin Gaye or Richard Pryor get their original light back. The gift, just be the gift. And the pact, just be the pact. And those who ain't signed on for the misery think they could just emulate and act. They want to emote the pain without the racks. They want to spit the blood into the crowd without the axe. They want to speak history without the facts. They want to be a mystery without the mask. But they don't want to go to that nocturne when them churning machines can churn anything into everything. They can churn a troubled soul through a refinery, churn scars through a wedding ring. But they don't want the horror. They just want to be king. When heavy is the head that wears the crown, when the living won't raise you up and the dead won't pull you down, and 85% point up to the airheads when your own head's density keeps you underground, to struggle and toil amongst the souls and the bones of all the previous ones, until you can no longer engineer the mechanics of the question, how do you drown your demons, son? Like, I'm listening to what you're saying, but I only hear what I want to. Okay, Phoebe. Mm. I'm sorry, but sometimes they need help. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead and scoff. But, you know, there are a lot of things out there that I don't believe in, but that doesn't mean they're not true. <laughs> Such as? Like crop circles, or the Bermuda Triangle, or evolution. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, uh, you don't believe in evolution? No, nah, not really. You don't believe in evolution? I don't know. It's just, you know, monkeys, Darwin. You know, it's a, it's a nice story. I just think it's a little too easy. 
too easy too <laughs> the process of every living thing on this planet evolving over millions of years from single-celled organisms is is too easy yeah i just don't buy it uh, excuse me <laughs> evolution is not for you to buy phoebe evolution is scientific fact like 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 the air we breathe like gravity oh okay don't get me started on gravity talking about flat earth again as if I have the ability to talk about anything else for very long at all <laughs> flat earth is always on my mind and it has been since it was released last year probably the same is true for many of you and I've been thinking like a lot of you about why this has happened and I know Jazz has said in his videos very eloquently that it feels like we're being challenged to like a duel it feels like we're being kind of smacked around like a cat smacks around a mouse feels like uh, feels like that a little bit but it also especially to me it feels like a test like I know in my other videos I explained that I think that flat earth is or was kept from us because of money and that's true I think that we're worth a whole lot more money if we believe that we live on a spinning ball we're worth a whole lot more money if we're so scared that gamma radiation is on its way here and asteroids are on their way here and we could die any minute we're very very valuable like that but there's something else that's been nagging at me it's just this why you know like well, I mean, if it was just money they wanted, why did they release it? And as, as Jazz said, again, why wasn't it released to our fathers? Why wasn't this put on our grandfathers? Why is this put on us? And I think, I think I have an idea. I think I have a theory. Does not mean that it's right? <laughs> it's just a theory. Um, I think that it was designed to find intelligent people. It was designed to find the people who are just smart enough that they can unlearn. Just smart enough that they can unlearn and then relearn in a very short period of time. And it's felt like that most of my life has been a series of events and tests and quizzes and jumping through hoops to see to see who's smart. It's all it's all been a game to see who's smart. And as they're doing things that keep us stupid, you know, as they're letting McDonald's and, and Wendy's and Burger King sell people meat to people, which has a lot of neurological implications. Um, as they allow children to be shot up with vaccines that are filled with thermosol that has neurological implications. So they're allowing all of these things to happen. What's what's really being done is that they're able to see who floats to the top still. After all the holes have been poked in you, who still floats to the top? Who's so resilient and so intelligent that after they've been lied to their entire lives and manipulated and smacked around and taxed to death, and shot up and abused and fed garbage Who's, who's floating to the top still after all of that? 
Because it would be my guess that it's us. That it's the people that maybe never swallowed their bullshit all the way. It's us that have been resilient to the vaccines. Um, it's been us that has been... We have been resilient to the mercury they drilled into our heads. It has been us who have been intelligent enough to have that mercury removed or to avoid vaccines altogether. So they want to see who floats to the top to find the smartest people, the toughest people, the best. What they want to do with us, that is, uh, that's up for debate. For people looking into transhumanism, it would seem that the goal is to find the intelligent people to put all of their thoughts together so that they could summon an artificial intelligence that would give them an accurate read on the future. Or it could just be to find out who is resilient and stubborn and intelligent enough to not fall for their in order to wipe them out, to get them out of the way of their own agenda. That's just a theory. I beg your pardon. So I recently had a very kind gentleman email me inquiring about the subject of Flat Earth, and he asked me this. Marty, let me first start off by saying that I love your work. I recently watched your Flat Earth English Gematria and the New World Order video, and though I agree with much of the content, some of the Flat Earth stuff has me concerned. Again, let me state I have much respect for you. Sir, to hear you espouse Flat Earth support has me confused. It has been apparent from the start to me that this is a psyops toward the conspiracy, critical thinking community. I'm super curious to ask what was the tipping point for you. I was hoping for a quick follow-up video on the info that has convinced Marty Leeds. And then this nice gentleman links this video entitled Flat Earth Debunked and encourages me to check it out. And then he goes on to say, This certainly is not a threat to stop viewing your content if you keep on the Flat Earth thing. I'm sure you could care less. It seems you're interested in ultimate truth, and that's why I'm sure that it's me that's missing something. Have a great weekend, man. What a nice email, huh? Respectful, non-confrontational, eager to ask questions? Too bad the rest of the comment sections and interactions on social media couldn't be so cordial. So I recently watched a few videos, one titled Measuring the Earth's Radius with a Telescope by YouTuber Cody's Lab, who has a whopping 1 million plus subscribers, go Cody, and a response video by ODDTV, who is a flat earther who is creeping along at his measly 71,000 subscribers. Come on, ODD, get your dish together. I'll leave a link below so you can watch both of their videos and subscribe to their channels. Now, measuring the rotundity of the Earth seems like it would be a pretty basic scientific experiment, an open and shut case, really, especially in our modern-day Google Earth, GPS, technologically advanced space-age world, but apparently a bunch of nutty-ass people online seem to think otherwise. It's a pretty simple question. What's the shape of the thing that we're standing on? In the heliocentric model, we are told that the Earth is an oblate spheroid, or an irregular geoid, roughly 25,000 miles at its circumference. The Earth is rotating at roughly 1k an hour at its equator and is circling around the Sun at a distance of about 93 million miles away. And all of these things are considered absolute facts by modern science. The curvature formula for the Earth is as follows. So, for instance, your curvature drop in 1 mile will be 8 inches, but if you take it out to 9 miles, it would be 9 squared, or 9 times 9 equals 81, and then you would take that 81 times the 8 inches, making the curvature drop equal to about 648 inches, or roughly 54 feet at 9 miles.
Now, of course, there are other factors to consider when calculating curvature. This is not the only thing, including line of sight and the horizon line, elevation differences, the topography of the geography and the area that you're measuring. All of these things need to be taken into consideration. I completely understand this. But in general, this formula, to the best of my knowledge, is correct. So I will let Cody set up his experiment for you. So I'm currently on the beach of the Great Salt Lake at Promontory Point, Utah. This here is a peninsula that extends out into the lake, but it's also one of the longest straight shots on a level surface, you know, the surface of the lake, to a major landmark. You see over there is the Kennecott Smokestack, about 35 miles away. It is the tallest man-made structure west of the Mississippi River and is almost as tall as the Empire State Building. So given that I know how tall the smokestack is, how high it is above the surface of the lake, and I know how far away it is, about 35 miles, I should be able to, by looking at it, estimate what the curvature of the Earth is. And if the Earth is not round and is actually flat, like some people seem to believe, then we should easily be able to see the Saltaire building and the highway that runs along the lake. The Saltaire building, of course, is very recognizable as well. So I've got a camera hooked up to the telescope so you can see through it. And there's the smokestack right there. You can see a bit of its reflection. That's interesting. Yeah, look at that. You can see the mountains in the background. There we go. We can see it. But one thing we definitely cannot see is the highway, which should be visible from here. And also the, uh, the buildings, the smelter buildings, which should be right over there in the middle of the screen. They are not visible either. And uh, Saltaire should be over here should be right about there, but is below the horizon and we cannot see it. So there you go. The Earth is round and it is hiding things behind its curvature. So I just want to stop here a second and take note that Cody is noting the reflection or mirage or mirroring that we see just above what we would call like a level line or, or a, a baseline, if you will. And so we can see, as he's pointing out very clearly, that there's a mirage there and that mirage is sort of obscuring everything that's below it. So from all this, Cody basically took how big the smokestack was, how far away it was, how much, of, uh, how much of it should be visible according to the sphericity of the earth, calculated the miles and drop in curvature, and voila, basically seems to work out pretty well. The mirage in this video plays a big part in trying to determine our horizon line. A mirage is a case of uh, atmospheric refraction, and it's caused by the fact that uh, you have temperature variations in the atmosphere, and these cause uh, density variations. What's happening is the light from Chicago is being bent by the cold air above Lake Michigan slightly downwards towards the, the observer here in, in Michigan, and that's, cause, and that's helping the light rays uh, get around the curvature of the Earth, so to speak, so that, so that uh, Chicago can be uh, seen almost all, all the way down to ground level. But if it is a mirage, argues many of the biggest critics who've emailed me, the image should be upside down. The word mirage originates from the same uh, root word as the word mirror. So technically, I think if you're going to be a stickler about it, you would say a mirage has to have an inverted image. But again, the, the physics is all the same. So YouTuber ODDTV in his response video contested that the one thing that CoDD as we'll call him. One thing that Cody didn't take into consideration in his measurements was atmospheric lensing or magnification. 
Here's a new segment that ODD included in his video discussing the science behind this whole phenomenon. The science is the same of that of a lens. Here's a simple example. So if you're looking at, at uh, Chicago here, just maybe you can, now you can just see the top of, mm -hmm. uh, of the Sears Tower. And if our simulated uh, temperature inversion moves into place, hopefully now you can see all of, pretty much all of yeah, Chicago. see all the lower buildings. Including, including what's at ground level. So the atmosphere really is like acting like a lens. Yeah. So that clip is actually from another flat earther, uh, Rob Skiba. And what ODDTV and Rob Skiba contest is that atmospheric lensing is partially causing the bottom of the buildings to be cut off and thus the mirage and the atmospheric magnification or lensing are obscuring the bottom of the buildings. And that's what they're claiming. And Cody or Cody is saying that no, that mirage is actually showing the top of the horizon line and therefore that what we're seeing in that mirage is actually the curvature of the earth that's obscuring the buildings. And let's put in the horizon line. So you can see these two replicated gullies here. Let's uh, go right between those. And there's a little spot over there that looks like it's replicated. So right along there is the actual horizon. Everything below that line is a reflection. So one person saying it's atmospheric lensing and mirage, and the other person saying it's curvature. So if we presuppose nothing about the shape of the Earth, whether it's concave or convex or flat or whatever, and we take all of this into consideration, what we would have on our hands is some pretty good questions for a true scientific investigation. So what are some of those questions? So due to the amount of atmospheric lensing, are things closer than they appear? Can we, say, determine the amount of lensing from measuring the amount of water vapor in the atmosphere or the temperature of the day and other variables and such? Is the mirage covering up anything here? I mean, you're looking at over 30 miles of mirage. So how much mirage are we actually seeing? Is the mirage simply covering up the bottom of the buildings? Is that what's going on? Is it the street and the buildings behind all of that mirage? Or is this the curvature of the earth that we're seeing? Here's a good question. How high does one have to ascend in height in order to actually see curvature? Like there's got to be a mathematical formula for that. I mean, this is a good question. So if one's line of sight maintains focus at the horizon at all times and we ascend and climb straight up higher and higher and higher, how many miles up is it before we start seeing the actual curvature of the earth and into deep space, if you will. I mean, this should be, from my understanding, a mathematical constant, probably an exponentiating mathematical constant at that. And yet again, if the earth is spherical, and help me understand this, shouldn't there be yet another general mathematical constant as to how far away the horizon will be? So if you're standing at sea level for, say, a six-foot-tall person, that's not me, um, six-foot-tall person standing at the sea level, should the horizon not be, generally speaking, a set distance away? Shouldn't, if, you're, if your line of sight is on the horizon at the whole time and the earth is curved, that horizon line should be, in general, generally speaking, a set distance away. That should be a mathematical constant. That, that seems very reasonable to me. So ODD goes on to show two videos in his open letter response to Cody. The first one is from YouTuber Jenna Freda, and it's an incredible video of Jenna zooming her camera across a lake at a distance of over 30 miles. And as you can clearly see right here, you can see almost the entirety of the city with just a bit of the street obscured from view. 
And then she shows a shot at the end of the video of the city skyline and then a screenshot from her video. And they look pretty damn close. It's almost identical. And then ODD shows another video of an independent balloon launch using a camera with no fisheye lens. So there's no distortion in the lens. And this balloon reaches elevations of over 121,000 feet, which is nearly 23 miles. And as we can clearly see, not an ounce of curvature is to be found. Now, I've heard the argument quite a lot that, well, you just can't get high enough to see the curvature of the Earth. Well, look, folks, I've been plenty high in my time. Climbed many a rocky peak, been at high elevations, and I've yet to see one ounce of curvature. How are we supposed to reconcile being able to measure curvature over a distance of 30 miles while standing on the ground, as Cody claims to do in his video, but yet when we climb nearly 23 miles high, we find a flat, level plane. We see neither curvature left to right, nor descending away from us. We see none at all. You know, it'd be really great to get responses about this singular question of curvature that doesn't rely on ad hominem attacks or misdirections or calling people stupid or anything of the like. I would just love to focus on this one question. Can we measure curvature? Seems pretty simple. I don't want to hear about globe heads and flat tards. I don't want to hear about how dropping a mic on TV somehow proves gravity or how the southern star rotations don't work on a flat earth model, bro. I don't want to hear about how the sun can't possibly be 93 million miles away or dude, the lunar eclipses don't work on a flat earth, idiot. I don't want to hear about how there are no satellites or how Google Earth proves the sphere or how Google Earth proves the flat earth. I don't want to hear about how water always maintains its level or what about the Coriolis effect or how Eric Dubay is a secret agent working for the CIA infiltrating the truth community or how Aristophanes proved this shit a few thousand years ago, dude. I don't want to talk about any of that. I want to focus on one question. Does the earth below our feet have the curvature that we're told it has? Because if it doesn't, then the entirety of the science attributed to it falls flat, if you will. It'd be nice to hear from a few folks on this issue. Like, for instance, Graham Hancock. Graham was kind enough to feature me on his website. Uh, Graham's done fantastic work throughout his entire life, dedicating much of his life to uncovering the possibility of ancient advanced civilizations, and it's no secret that many of these cultures clearly believe the Earth to be a flat plane. Has he seriously looked into flat Earth at all? Rogue scholar Randall Carlson would be great to hear from. I had Randall on my podcast, and the guy is freaking brilliant. I mean, he's so articulate, shines in so many different areas. Randall's site is called Sacred Geometry International, and geometry literally means Earth measure. So maybe he could provide some insights. I know he's a fan of NASA and whatnot, but I mean, has he seriously questioned their claims? I know Sargon of Akkad has already thrown out some rich ad hominems toward flat earthers. Hello everyone, welcome to This Week in Stupid for the 9th of April 2017. I have a question. How does Rachel Dolezal keep getting on the news? Why is this even being countenanced? There is nothing about what she is saying here that is scientifically accurate. So why even listen to her? What are they going to do? Start hosting flat earthers? Mr. Stefan Malinux, everybody butchers that guy's name. Stefan Molyneux's Free Domain Radio is the largest, most philosophical conversation on the internet. Could we maybe get a thought or two from him? I know he had discussed this topic with a caller once, but has Stefan ever really given it a serious consideration? What about Viceland? You guys sent a joint into space because, you know, science and stuff. Maybe you could focus some of that gargantuan budget of yours on other things besides such hard-hitting articles as this one and put your focus on this question. 
The Corbett Report. I love that guy. For years, that guy has presented just great material. He's always got that ball spinning behind him in the background there. Does he have a word by chance? Maybe Dr. Brian Cox could solve this riddle for us because, you know, I told you so just doesn't cut it. From here, the Earth certainly looks flat. Now, everybody knows that it's round. But how do you know? You know because someone told you. Or maybe Cara Santa Maria could talk nerdy about this question. Those guys over at Mythbusters, maybe. Anyone? Anyone? You know, just like that nice gentleman that emailed me, there are a lot of sincere, earnest, inquisitive, critically thinking people asking serious questions about what we're told about our earthly home. And in my opinion, these people could use some help. And guess what? I'm one of them. As someone who discusses very elementary mathematics on my channel, I'd love to see some responses on this. It's just one honest question. We have been given specific measurements for the size of the Earth and are told that the science behind heliocentrism is so sound that we are able to launch satellites 6 billion miles away to the outer edges of our solar system with this mathematics. If this mathematics is so sound for all of that, then determining the visible sphericity of the Earth should not be that difficult. These mathematics should not be that elusive. I don't think it's an unreasonable question and challenge for the community. I've been asked, Marty Leeds, are you a flat earther? And my response is, no, I'm not a flat earther. What am I? I'm a man who utilizes the scientific method. And as someone who's brought his own discerning mind and critically thinking mind to this issue, I can't help but come to the conclusion that the earth I'm standing on is not what we've been told. Look, all sorts of people believe in all sorts of crazy issues like UFOs and interdimensional reptilians, God or no God, Xenu, the dictator of the Galactic Confederacy, whatever the hell this guy believes in, and some people even believe there's a rover on Mars. To each his own, I say. I still have friends that believe we're on a ball and hey, they cool with me. This isn't a conversation about ideologies or belief systems. This is a conversation about science. And I would hope that asking the community at large for our best minds to be put towards one simple question like, can we measure curvature, isn't so outlandish as to deserve unruly attacks and slander. I would hope that we, as a humanity, are collectively better than that. I would hope that we can have an adult, cordial, kind-hearted, and purely scientific conversation about these things. Oh, but don't worry, I don't honestly believe that's going to happen anytime soon. I've been on the internet long enough. I might be stupid enough to believe that the earth is flat, but I'm not that stupid. I'm sure that after this video goes out, there's going to be some response video entitled, Marty Leeds is a total flat guy, discussing how my mother eats cock and how I'm too dumb to understand gravity. Can't wait. Why would anybody lie about the shape of the earth? Well, the sentiment shared by many in the flat earth community is essentially this. If you can be lied to about the very place you call home, then you can be lied to about pretty much everything else. Oh, and why does the shape of the earth matter? Well, I'll, I'll tell you why it matters to me. Simple. Because the truth is sacred. Uh, very powerful stuff. What more do you want? Come 
creature, creature, my own double feature As I'm warming the bleachers at home Well, my nose keeps on bleeding Cause it's me that I'm needing I better call out a meeting of the boys Of the boys For the locker tagged memories of war A mirage, this garage And the photo montage And the finger massage from the host Good Lord, good Lord The one I adore That I cannot afford is a ghost Now, go find the others.com. We gotta spread this stuff around. Let's put it on the internet.